This is Chicago's College Tailgate. Tailgate. Shane Norman and Tyler. Shane and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's College Tailgates. Every single Saturday, 9 to 11 a.m. right here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Rocky, Shane Norling, breaking down the weekend of college football for you. If you'd like to join us, 312-332-3776. Tyler, before we get into the realignment conversation, mm-hmm. we have a boots on the ground report from Adam Abdallah. And something that actually I, I did want to bring up at one point because you and I both noticed it too. Yeah. The the boots-on-the-ground report from Adam Abdallah. Massive amounts of Iowa fans in Wrigleyville and Lakeville. Uh, Lakeview. Hardly any Northwestern fans yet. You know, there's a lot of Iowa fans in this area regardless. But I did notice an unusual amount of Iowa gear out and about on Thursday or on Friday, yesterday. Just kind of being out and about in the city throughout the day. A lot of Iowa people that had their, their Hawkeye gear on on Friday. So... If you're Pat Fitzgerald, what do you do today? You're saying Pat's going to... Little Iowa connection, Northwestern fired you. Who are you rooting for? I, I think there's a, there's a lot of animosity there. I think... What, what a brutal look. I just I, This is something I've been thinking about just in terms of what's happening at Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald gets fired. There's the outrage over he's the best coach the school's ever had. They were 1-11 last year. Mm-hmm. This guy comes in, this interim head coach. Done a pretty good takes job. A team, takes a team that was 1-11 with Fitz. They're 4-4. Four and four. Are they already over their win total, right? Yes, their win total was like 2.5. 2.5 or 3.5, yeah. It's just, boy, if I'm Pat Fitzgerald, I'm mad. Then if I'm a Northwestern fan, I'm going, did we get rid of the right guy? Did we luck into this? Yeah. For a guy who got a lot of pub going 1-11, now an interim comes in your four. Four, four. It's just unreal the way it's played out at Northwestern. That game, by the way, had a total that opened at 29 and a half. Oh, the lowest in NCAA history. You and I were, were talking during a break, too. You could not pay me to go to Wrigley Field today. No. I think you're nuts. Like, if you're an Iowa fan, I get it. You have a shot to win the Big Ten West. You have a shot to go to the Big Ten title game where you will be a 35-point dog to whoever plays in that game. I get it. You go support your team. But if you're going to ask... a casual fan of... Right. Beyond the novelty of football at Wrigley Field, if you're going to ask me, as a college football fan, to pass up on some of the great games in the 230 slate to pay 14 bucks a beer and sit and watch two teams uh, wrestle to score 30 points, I'm good. Do you remember the last time there was a game at Wrigley? Northwestern, Illinois, I don't remember how many years ago. It was probably about a decade ago now. Um, but they had to play the game going one direction the entire time. Really? Do you remember this? No. Because the basically the field was too short, so it was a safety hazard, and they had to play offense one direction the entire time. It's like and the they Thanksgiving the game field. with your family. Right, exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh we don't want to walk to the other end of the field. <laughs> so unbelievable. we to play just one direction the whole time. That's hysterical. Mm-hmm. What an atrocious event that would be. I will been. say, like, you, I you, mean, the uniqueness of it, the novelty of it would be I fun. don't know if I care too much about the, the novelty of it. You know what I'm intrigued more by? I would be more intrigued by a hockey game at Wrigley, like when they had the Winter Classic games at Wrigley Field. I think that's a little cooler than football at Wrigley. And I know there's a lot of history with football at Wrigley dating back to the Bears yeah. and stuff like that, but 
I don't really feel the need to go watch a, a football game at Wrigley Field. I'll go there for a baseball game. I'll go there for a concert. I'd go there for a hockey game. I don't need to see a, a football game. There. If you dropped like Michigan, Penn State in the Wrigley Field, I'm going. I, that would be awesome. A legitimate game. But to yeah. watch I, Iowa and Northwestern struggle to score, I'm I, good. I, w- I would want to watch a good game for the matchup, but I don't think like going to Wrigley Field for the game doesn't really do anything. Like, I went to, um, during my, my senior year, we played, Syracuse played Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. It did, like the football game at the baseball stadium, it doesn't do it for me. Well, it's Michigan State's playing Penn State at Ford Field to end the year, which is at least a football stadium. Yeah. But I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I still think it's awful. You give up a home game to go play at a semi-neutral site, like, I, I'm good. Just play the games in your stadium. It makes no <laughs> sense. The best part about college football is the home fields. It's the passion of the crowds. It's the traditions. It's all of the... You take it away when you play these weird novelty games. I think games. there's a couple, though. Like, last week when we had Florida-Georgia... I like that because it's but, kind of a meet meet me in the middle yeah, location. And that's, but that's a traditional event mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Like they've been doing that forever. Mm-hmm. The Cotton Bowl, yep. uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River. Yep, mm-hmm. same deal. Like that's what that I like rivalry the meet is. Me in the middle games like that. Yeah, those are fine. I'm just saying, like that adds to you're going to have half Oklahoma fans, half Texas fans, and they're going to war. And same thing, world's greatest cocktail party, half Georgia fans, half Florida fans, and you're going to war. This novelty deal, Iowa Northwestern at Wrigley Field, does nothing for me. Yeah, just play it at Ryan Field. Who cares? Yeah, be the same amount of Iowa fans. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into this this discussion of realignment because for the foreseeable future, today will be the final bedlam matchup between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and this is now the product of realignment as Oklahoma is heading over to the SEC next season along with Texas. And we, of course, know there's a number of other changes. The dismantling of the Pac-12, the ACC adding a few teams, the Big 12 adding a few teams, the the Big 10 adding a few teams as well. We have seen a number of changes come down on college football. And it's going to change a lot of what we have loved from the tradition of it all um, in, in recent years. However, I know that for the foreseeable future... This matchup is is getting axed, but I don't think this is going to be a long term problem. I think you're going to see the return of a lot of these games. Oh, I don't, and I think so because of the expanded college football playoff. When you up this thing to twelve, you give yourself a little more leeway, and the the battle. I think it's going to be very close between like the fifteenth team and the tenth team, and if you have that little bit of strength of schedule advantage to go out and play someone and really boost your resume by playing another power conference opponent, I think you're going to see a little more of these power conference uh, non-cons. I think about it from the Oklahoma State perspective. I am never scheduling you. Even if you reach out to us and go, we want to play a game, F you. You left us in the lurch in this carcass of a Big 12. You ran out of here, refused to take us with you. You want to schedule us as a non-con? Get the F out. I don't even want to hear it. If I'm in Oklahoma State athletic director, whatever, trying to schedule games, and Oklahoma wants to play me, no, I'm good, man. No, those hard feelings pass very quickly because the fans want the game more than anything. And, and like, you see it in college basketball all the time, like the dismantling of the Big East, but all those teams still play each other. All those teams that left what was once a great conference in basketball still go back and play each other. And I know it's you're not going to get it every year, I don't think, in college football, but you're going to get it, I think, 
in most like yeah, I mean, look at like a, a Florida and Florida State. Like you still have that game every single year on the calendar. I think you're going to get a, an Oklahoma Oklahoma State every single yeah, year at some point. It won't be next year. It may not even be in two or three years. But I think give it th- four or five years, you'll see this matchup back on the calendar. But it's like Georgia Georgia Tech. We always see that game at the end of the season. It's been a non conference game forever. I just the bad blood in some of these when teams leave. Like when Notre Dame stopped scheduling Michigan State, that's it. We're done. We're not doing it anymore. And that when all of this happens, this realignment, you lose some of what really gets people into college football. Like I was saying to Chris Black last night, you have fans of teams that are the haves, the elites, the Michigans, the Alabamas, the Ohio States. Every year you know you're going to be in contention. But the vast majority of college football fans went to schools like Ole Miss, went to schools like Iowa, went to schools Mm -hmm. like Michigan State, where you're kind of middle of the road, you'll get a magic carpet ride season every once in a while, and your reward is, whoa, we're going to the Rose Bowl? This is awesome. Now it's like this 12-team playoff. You either got to be all in and support your team like an NFL team, or... I'm really done. I'm out. It doesn't matter to me as much anymore. Because what? My reward for a cool 9-10 win season that I didn't expect is all of the kids sit out at the Citrus Bowl or the Holiday Bowl or the Outback Bowl or the Gator Bowl or whatever. My reward is I get to watch 12 other teams go play and my entire team's now hitting the portal so they can go someplace else and they're not playing in the bowl game and they're protecting draft stock and they're trying to protect their health so they can go beat players at Oklahoma. Like the, This is what I think we're now losing in college football is P.J. Fleck built a program at Western. You'll never get to do it again. If you're Jim McElwain at Central Michigan and you're trying to build a program, the minute you get a good player, they're gone. But that's kind of like, okay, yeah, but we it's not like we haven't seen transfers before. It was just that there was a rule that prohibited you from playing for a year. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, without like, it, you you're never if you're a Mac fan, if you're a, I don't know, if you're an AAC fan, mm-hmm. like maybe SMU. SMU is a great example. Well, now they're going to the ACC. Yeah. But SMU is a good example right now because you get a really good quarterback. Bye. I'm out. You don't get a chance to play, build a program at some of these smaller schools anymore. And then you miss out on, you know, here's an even better example. But Boise State in the Mouse, Mountain West mm-hmm. had that incredible run, beat mm-hmm. Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. That will never happen again. And it kind of, I'm not. I still love college football. It remains my favorite sport. Like, Saturdays are Sabbath to me. Mm-hmm. But th- we are losing a little bit of what makes the sport great. Because if Boise State ever gets a team like that again, you get one year and all those kids are gone. And if you're trying to build it where you have some good players and you're waiting for them to become seniors, the second they flash, hey, Florida State's looking for a wide receiver. I'm out. Well, here's the thing is, this wasn't crushed by an expanded playoff. This wasn't crushed by the uh, creation of the playoff. This was crushed when there were when there became a thousand bowl games. When there became a thousand bowl games, it kind of lost the allure of what no, six wins meant. It was crushed by the playoff a little bit because before the playoff, like I remember, twenty thirteen, Michigan State 
was ranked fifth in the country or something. They finished the season ranked third. This magical year, we only lost to Notre Dame. We win the Big Ten, win all of our conference games by double digits. It's out of nowhere with Connor Cook quarterback. Like, it was total magic. And we blitz Ohio State in the Big Ten title, and we're going to the Rose Bowl, and all the players have the roses in their mouths on the stage at the end of the game. We're all celebrating. You're holding up the trophy. You get Stanford in the Rose Bowl, and it's a huge game. I went out to L.A. I enjoyed it. I'm at the game. You win. I'm like crying. Winning the Rose Bowl, beating Stanford. That'll never happen again because if you finish fifth, you don't get to go to the Rose Bowl and play for bragging rights. Now, obviously, 12 teams. You get a playoffs. chance to go win a championship. You get a chance to go win a championship. But pre, what I'm saying is, if you're just outside of that window, you don't get like the 16th ranked team gets a cool Rose Bowl berth and it means something. You get all of the kids are refusing to play because we're not playing for a title. You're but if you're the 16th. Freshmen and kids sitting out and kids transferring and like it just, it's kind of ruined all of the bowl games. Meaning has been lost because the playoff exists. And if you don't make the playoff, what are you playing in the bowl game for? I don't think that, I think it's the, the fact that there are so many bowl games and we're seeing some teams get in at a sub 500 record just because the, the academic progress rate of the, the school is so well, high. Well, yeah, but those have always been stupid. Like Eastern Michigan gets some dumb bowl at five the and six. The market just got so oversaturated. I'm saying more for like the actual. Like, if you're an Eastern Michigan fan, making a bowl is cool, mm-hmm. and it will always be cool because it just happens so rarely. But for programs where you have a bit of a ceiling, you don't get any consolation prize. You now have NFL on Saturdays. You've got to be all in. I never wanted to have that expectation for my school, but I do now. Like, go hire Urban Meyer and let's try to win national championships every year. That's now the expectation because if it's anything else, I can't care about it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. How do you feel? This is probably the the final bedlam that we'll see for the the next couple of years. I think it's going to come back out, at some man. point. Shea does not. I will say, I hope that this is an angry edition of the game. <laughs> I want to see Oklahoma State. Didn't we see one of those earlier this livid. year? I'm trying to remember what the game was that we saw. Was it an Oregon State game that we just saw? Like. It, there, there was a little bit of extra fuel to it. I'm trying to remember what it was. The Pac-12 is going to be loaded with those as they get this gauntlet going because now they've got all the leaving teams are denying like the claim placed by Wazoo and Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Those two schools are going to play angry the rest yeah. of the year. This will be maybe the best edition of the Civil War. Yes. Because Oregon State's going to be furious mm-hmm. to and play the Oregon. Cup, too. Yep. Don't it's, forget it's, that it's as well. It's going to be beautiful. Yep. All right. When we come back, oh, oh, one thing I think we can all agree on, though, with realignment, the best thing to come out of realignment, the death of Pac-12 Network. It's Thank over. God. It's done. We don't, oh. have to, we don't have to look for these sneaky streams anymore. We're done with the Pac-12 Network. See ya. Everybody's got to play three games a year on a channel nobody gets. <laughs> They're on the CW now. All right. When we come back, we will preview the game of the day in college football in the SEC, LSU, and Alabama. That's coming up next. Shay and Tyler. Tyler. Chicago's college tailgate returns in a flash on ESPN Chicago. Now back to the show. Chicago's college tailgate has it all with Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. Game of 
the day is taking place in the SEC. This is your game of the day, too, right? This is the game that you're most intrigued by? Yep. Absolutely. Just want to make sure we're on the same page there. But to we, be clear, game of the year remains Washington, Oregon a few weeks ago. But yeah. this is the I think game of the week. Game, game of the year is also not just outcome bias. I think leading into it, both you and I were super amped for that game. Yep. And then it lived up to it and then some yep. with the results. So the outcome made it live up to it. But this one... It won't be quite Oregon versus Washington level, but it's still a very good one that has significant implications on the SEC for this season, as specifically in the SEC West, and that is LSU traveling down to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama, 14 LSU, 8 Alabama. Bama's still a team with a playoff pulse, and this game is kind of going to determine everything that we need to know about Alabama the rest of the way. Is LSU still a team with a playoff pulse? I think no. I, I don't think there's any world LSU can get in. I think they make it interesting. This see, And we've said this a number of times. You needed, tw- you needed 12 teams this year. Yeah. This is the, the only year I've watched from like, LSU's I need a 12 not, team playoff. LSU's not going to have the resume in all likelihood when it's said and done. They're going to need a lot of help. If they were to find a way in, they're not going to have the resume when it's all said and done, but they might be one of the five best teams. Like their defense has been a lot better as of You're late. You're saying they'll be ranked in the five no, best I don't teams. Think, I don't think they will be ranked in the top five, but just from the eye test, I think they will be in one of the five to six best teams. I mean, the, it's, the defense has been a lot better against Auburn and Army. They played better, yeah. Army! Army's horrid! Against Mizzou, too. They gave up 39 points. They could have lost the game. They were trailing the entire game. And then they had a pick. Like, in the second half against Mizzou, you allowed 14 points. You are married to that preseason ticket. I'm telling you. I've I've conceded the ticket. You are so biased to this LSU team. They're one of the most fun teams in all of college football to watch. Yeah, because their offense is incredible, and they'll give up a million yards. It's fun to watch. It is fun to I watch. I'm not saying it's not. I want to see it in the playoffs. Oh, really don't do it. Not I, I, it's this not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen next year either. You don't think so? No. I think they could lo- make a tw- Well, they'll lose Jaden Daniels. This is going to be like TCU. What if they transfer in yours? What if okay. they, there's somebody like that? You transfer somebody in? It's not going to be TCU. It TCU could be. recruits like nothing. TCU had TCU had a miracle team last year. Lost all of it. TCU still has cachet though. LSU, like, not not like LSU. N- not quite at LSU's level, but LSU could be back next year in a twelve-team playoff. Why not? And it, well, in a playoff, twelve teams. Yeah, but you're losing Malik Neighbors. You're going to lose Jaden Daniels. Like that's the lifeblood of this team. That's all right. They'll reload. It's LSU. Mm, They'll reload. We'll anyway, the, today, the de facto uh, Big Ten, or Big Ten, good God, I wish. The de facto SEC you West. You CBS on the brain there. Seriously. The, the de facto SEC West title game. And I, I need to know where we're at with Alabama. It's a program the two of us left for dead earlier this year. Especially me. I said they're done. I, think the, I didn't say they were done forever. 
No, but I. But you, for this I year, the, yeah. I was on the train of look. You the, murdered the program. The not Saban the team, deal. The I just felt like program health was bad. The Saban deal, not taking transfers, the lack of embracement for NIL at Alabama, the lack of really modernizing the program, which would be a culture shock at a place like Alabama where there's been so much success. It felt like the arrow was pointing down. I still don't think that this is a vintage Alabama team. The problem wasn't the Texas loss this year. The problem was the, the South Florida game yeah. the week after where if there's no weather delay, South Florida might win that game. That's the one that really still sticks out to me. And you just look at, like, the A&M game, they easily could have lost. The Arkansas game, they probably should have lost. The Tennessee game, it, you needed Josh Heupel to surgically insert his head into his own ass to win that game. You were down 20-7 to at halftime, and they shut out in the second half because Josh Heupel and Joe Milton surgically put their heads where the sun don't shine. Like that, To me, this Bama team is still not vintage, and yet I look at them again at LSU at night, Tuscaloosa, Bryant Denny, Saban on the sideline. It just feels like, despite everything we've seen this year, they're back. It's a little Tomlin Steelers. If the bubble doesn't pop with them this week, it's popping next week. At Kentucky, early start out of this track meet that I'm expecting to see today. The bubble pops either today or next Saturday. At Kentucky, you think we're done? That'll be all? They're going to be like 20-point favorites probably. Well, granted, they haven't played well when they've been that big of a favorite this season. The Arkansas game especially really sticks out. They were, what, 15 and a half points, something mm-hmm. like that, maybe 19, and they barely won the game. They probably shouldn't have won the game. It just feels like something's going to come to a boil here with this Alabama. I don't know what it is, even though they, they if, if the season were to end today, they'd be in the SEC championship. It doesn't feel like this team's going to the SEC championship. We'll get to the picks in like seven minutes, so I don't want to spoil it. But it just, to me, the Bama team this year, it feels a bit like what Washington's been doing the last three weeks. Where I said Washington's living on this knife edge, you're surviving Mm -hmm. through bad games. And this Bama team is just surviving. They had no business beating Tennessee. But Josh Heupel screwed up the entire second half. They had no business beating Arkansas. But K.J. Jefferson just couldn't get the job done on a couple red zone trips. Texas A&M, if Jimbo Fisher isn't an idiot, and he is, by the way, I'm done with Jimbo. (laughs) Texas A&M wins that game. I will say the impressive one for me for Alabama this year, Ole Miss. Holding that offense to 10 points. I believe a shutout in the second half. Wasn't it 10-7 at the half? Yeah, in the following week, Jackson Dart and Ole Miss go to LSU. Death Valley. At How night. about 711 yards? Yeah. And a win. Mm-hmm. So that that still remains the most impressive. Honestly, the A&M game's up there as well. That's an A&M defense that does one thing. They stop you from running the ball. And it's a Bama offense that does one thing. They run the ball. And what did Bama do? They targeted Jermaine Burton 7,000 times, and he just kept catching scores. So it does... Like, dude, it feels a little Tomlin Steelers. It feels a little Belichick Brady late years with the Patriots where you can tell it's not vintage. You can tell it's not quite right. But for whatever reason, they just get the job done. And I feel like 
as much as I want to bury Bama for refusing to modernize the program, much the way Clemson has, Tyler, they feel like they're back. It's you weird for back. me. It's it, how I, are you going to discount? It's we're November fourth. Alabama, LSU. Alabama's a home favorite in a primetime game against the Tigers. They've got one loss. They're in pole position in the SEC West. It just, it's hard for me to sit here and go, boy, I still think this Bama team's not right. No, I actually think they're going to be in the SEC title. Again, with a team that's not even close to as good as their best. They, I mean, the, the NFL talent on this team... Like it's always funny when you see it with Ohio State and with Alabama. It's like, oh, the five first rounders on this year's team, six first rounders on this year's team. What is there? One? I don't know. One or two? I don't. They don't have an NFL quarterback. The running back position. There's not a dog there. The wide receivers like Jermaine Burton's good, but he ain't a first he's round not, pick. He's not like the Devonte Smiths or the Jalen Waddles. The offensive line is horrid. The secondary, two straight years, is not good. I'm sorry. Kool-Aid McKinstry, you can keep it. I'm not interested. Like, the only... Who's the kid on the, the defensive end? The edge Dallas rusher. Turner. Yeah, he's good. He's the one. Mm-hmm. The rest of the team, there's not dudes. But their floor is so high. And Saban is so good in-game. For whatever reason, they just keep winning. It's frustrating for me because this team's not good. They're not legitimate. We can see it when we watch them. But couldn't them. this be the game then where they just get smacked in no, the face? No, because LSU isn't either, and LSU can't stop the run. And all Alabama's going to do is run it down their throat, convert first downs, five yards in a cloud of dust, and, hey, we're leaving a home night game as, as victors. But That's, why can't LSU just death by explosives? In this game, maybe I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think it's going to, yeah. I think I'd bet the over. Yeah. What, what's the? Uh, let me find a number on this one for us. Sixty-two and a half. Yeah, that should be a fun game. LSU overs have been fun this year. They've they've been pretty on the money too. LSU. Think about the Army game. You see Army LSU, and you go, Army's going to shorten this. They're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. LSU struggles to stop the run. A lot of option stuff. They'll play a shorter game. Under. And then LSU gets you there themselves mm-hmm. with a sixty-two to nothing win. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, like the overs for LSU have been a blast. Yes, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. All right. When we come back, we will get to our picks, and also the doctor's got an injury report as well. We'll do that when we come back. Chicago's college tailgate. Chicago's college tailgate returns in a flash on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's football game day starts with Chicago's College Tailgate. From red shirts to mascots to your school's alma mater, Chicago's College Tailgate has it all. Now back to the show with Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. We'll get to the picks in just a second here, but first we have to call in the doctor. He was off last week, enjoying himself down in Lawrence. If you missed any of that, check it out on the Chicago's College Tailgate podcast. Us asking Justin Pottinger about his time down in Lawrence, in which he helped assist on the carry of the goalpost to the lake. But Justin, Dr. Pottinger, what do we have on the injury report this week? What is of note that we need to know? 
Sweet, guys. Yes, yes, yes. So the Ohio State wide receiver, Imuka Buka, will be back. The junior wide receiver Ooh, what's will his return. Name? What's his name? Amuka Abuka? Emeka Abuka? Uh, Emeka Emeka. Is that it? Yeah. Emeka Abuka. Abuka though, he's good, charm. and he's back. So he'll be back. All right. He had a lower body injury out the last couple of weeks, so he will return for the Buckeyes and going to this Clemson-Notre Dame game. Here we go. The Will Shipley, junior running back, will not play. This is huge news. He has a concussion this week. He has over 500 yards and three touchdowns on the season. So Will Shipley will not play for Clemson. And Tyler Brown, the freshman wide receiver, is going to be active for Clemson. He was not supposed to play all week, but somehow he's going to pull together, and he will play today versus Notre Dame. He has 32 catches and 400 yards on the season guys so those are your quick injury updates either just the 11 a.m so i got some more for you later today if need be oh All we're right. gonna do those on the air later we coming back maybe <laughs> he just he just roped himself in for a second segment there, <laughs> there we're go. gonna we're gonna bump whatever's going on in nope. the network five o'clock we got an injury report from pottinger yeah send it in send it in to the to the from the stringers all right Let's get to the picks. You built us up a hefty slate for this week. You That's know, a big weekend. So much going on. We've got 10 games to pick today. So, Justin, what's on the slate for us today? Sweet. Yeah, so the first game we're going to do is number 23, Kansas State, at number 7, Texas. Texas is minus 3.5, boys. Uh, Texas... Start Malik Murphy at quarterback today with the Quinn Ewers injury. Arch Manning remains on the sideline. Freshman quarterback, Kansas State quietly playing very good football yes. again. What a job they've done with that program. They're fun. I, every every like the last like four or five years, they're fun. I think Texas is a really good roster, complete all positions, but when you're starting Malik Murphy, the freshman quarterback, just hasn't looked great. Yeah. He'd survive Houston. I'm gonna play Kansas State getting the three and a half. Wouldn't do it at three, but on the right three side of three and a half, I'm I'm playing Kansas State. I'm with you there. I'm rolling with the Wildcats in this one. All right. How about Northwestern versus Iowa? Guys, that over-under is 31. Totals. Yeah. Over-under is 31. I knew we had to do this when I saw that it opened as the lowest total in NCAA history at 29 and a half. It got bet up early in the week. There were 32s available. Now 31. And you know my mentality on this, Tyler. Submarine it. When they go low, we go lower. I am hammering the Wrigley Field under 31, Northwestern Iowa. Iowa backup quarterback because of the uh, Cade McNamara injury. They can't play offense. Brian Ferentz got professionally killed. And I just don't think... Wouldn't it be funny if he puts up 24 today? It would be unreal. Can you imagine? (laughs) uh, Iowa goes out, they score like 38 points. I'm going under here, under 31. Adam Abdallah, is the wind blowing out at Wrigley today? I need to know for the total. (laughs) How many home runs for Northwestern? I'm going to go under, though. I'm I'm looking outside. I know this doesn't reflect the wind uh, up on the north side, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of movement there. I'm going with the under today. Wind's not blowing out at Wrigley. Give me the under. It's a great call. Great call by Tyler. All right. How about number 15, Notre Dame? They're minus three today at Clemson. Yeah, this is just a spot play where the number looks kind of funny. I know Dabo's in the mud for calling out a fan earlier this week, Tyler. 
Davos crying like a baby. The program is in steep decline. When you think about what I said about Alabama is true at Clemson. NIL, no. Transfers, no. Are there athletes on this team? No. And all that being said, Clemson plus three. Notre Dame going on the road to Death Valley. You get the most exciting 30 seconds in football at the start of the game with the run down Howard's Hill. I am in on Clemson in this spot. They haven't lost four straight games since 2010. I don't think that continues today. I'll take Clemson to win outright. Sam Hartman, go to 0-6 against the Tigers. I got burned on the last Clemson spot I took this year. That was against Florida State earlier in the season. And I think the defense is going to travel for Notre Dame for this one. I think we could see Clemson be held to 10 points or less today. Coming off of a tough loss against NC State the week before, give me Notre Dame to cover the three. Mono e mono. Pottinger. All right. How about number 12, Mizzou? They are on the road against number two, Georgia, where Georgia is minus 15. We've seen this once this year. Kentucky goes to Athens. Big public dog. Everybody loves them. Getting 14 and a half. Georgia looks flat. What happens to public dogs, Tyler? They get put out. They get put behind the the shed. Down. Old Yeller. Mizzou going to Athens to get Old Yeller this afternoon. Gimme Georgia laying the 15. I'm going to be on the Mizzou side of this one. Remember, this game last year was close. I believe it was a 26-20 to 20 game. Mizzou kicked five field goals in it. They are much better at finishing drives this time around, and it's not the same defense for Georgia this time around either. I like Mizzou to be inside of the two touchdowns and change there. Give me Mizzou plus the 15. How about Florida State today? They're minus 21 and a half at Pitt. Feels trappy. The 21 and a half. Yeah, the, the you, hook there gets me a little squeamish. Well, you might. I think it's the other way, though. You start looking at Pitt, you go 21 and a half. I, all I need is to cover three touchdowns. That feels like, uh, you know, let's hit the button at home. Nuh-uh. Pitt stinks. And I don't want Pat Narduzzi anywhere near my program. So Florida <laughs> State, go to Pitt and commit a murder for me. I'll take the Seminoles minus 21 and a half. I'll roll with Florida State, too. I think we talked about it earlier with Florida State not getting the respect. I think they feel a little disrespected being at four, and they want to go out and and prove something here. Give me Florida State with the 21 and a half. All right, number nine, Oklahoma. They're minus five and a half favorites on the road versus Oklahoma State. The final iteration of Bedlam for the foreseeable future. This is an Oklahoma State team and an Oklahoma State program. And an Oklahoma State fan base that is going to take the field with an extra little bit of vitriol today. But, Tyler, what happens to public home dogs? You get shot. Oklahoma laying five and a half on the road. I think Oklahoma rubs salt in the wound and murders Okie State. I'm on the other side here. I, I think the emotion of the game, you'll see it start to come out with Oklahoma State on that side. And... Oklahoma has not looked good in their last, what, two and a half games? Yeah. They haven't. On the road again Mm -hmm. at Stillwater after losing to Kansas. This is probably going to be the most hostile environment they'll play in all season. Dude, it might be the most hostile environment of the year. And I'm still going with You know what this reminds me of? Texas, Texas Tech, in Chris Beard's return to Lubbock in college basketball. Was this two years ago now? 
That's what this reminds me of. Maybe the the everybody cites this moment, the Penn State whiteout against Michigan in 2017, I think. Shea Patterson on the field. They had to call timeout before the first play. Yeah. this It'll be similar to that, but I'm taking Oklahoma. All right. I'll roll on the other side with Okie State. Okay. How about number 11, Penn State? They're minus nine today at Maryland. I saw this at ten and a half. I think it's eight and a half right now. So a lot of movement here. I really wanted to bet Maryland when they were getting nine or ten. Excuse me. Early in the week, there was a ten. There was a ten and a half. And I really wanted Maryland. But as we've gotten closer to this game, Pottinger, I know you're on the Terps. I just I feel like it's the other way. I'm going contrarian. Penn State looked horrible last week. I think they bounced back. I'll lay the nine with Penn State. Penn State can't play offense. I think this could be a spot where Maryland wins outright. We've we've touted the Terps all year long, and this may be our moment, Shay. It could this be. may be our crowning moment for Maryland. I hope I have their win total over. They win today. Mike Loxley brings me home. All right. Go Terps. So you're on Penn State there? I, I have to pick Penn State. I just have to go. It's contrarian. It's a road favorite laying more than a touchdown. I feel like a lot of people like Maryland have been an awful lot today, and that scares me a little bit. There's a lot of public dogs, man. I never want to be on public dogs. Public dogs get assassinated. So Penn State laying the nine for me. All right. How about the best team in the nation, number 21, Kansas, on the road versus Iowa State? Iowa State's minus three. Please tell me the dogs winning. When you have a ranked team taking on an unranked team and the unranked team is favored, you just ride the lightning. Iowa State has sneaky played well lately. They're, They're in just the mix, outside the 25, yeah. In the mix of that five-way tie in the Big 12, they feel like they have a shot to win this conference maybe against all odds. And Kansas, Pottinger, I'm happy you threw the goalpost nice, in nice. the pond. That is the biggest win in school history. It is so hard to get back up for the next game. You got to go on the road. I'm taking the Cyclones. I'm laying the three. I'm clipping my nose, and I'm taking the Cyclones. Can I, can I call on the doctor real quick here? What's our Jalen Daniels update? He was warming up last week, ended up not playing. I would feel like it's the same scenario here. I haven't seen, guys, I've been refreshing Twitter. Obviously, this is the number one player I've had my eye on. We'll see, man. Hopefully he plays, but I think Bean's going to go. All right. I'm going to roll with Kansas either way. I, I'm done wow. fading Pottinger on his Kansas We stuff. are oppo a lot today, you yeah, and I. For a, a deep slate, too. Let's get to the creme de la creme, Potsy. All right. How about maybe game of the day? Number five, Washington. They're minus three at number 20, USC. Washington's down a lot of players in their defensive backfield. Three safeties down. The defense hasn't looked right. They gave up a ton to Stanford. They've been living on the edge, survived Oregon, survived Arizona State, survived Stanford. I think living on the edge bites them in the ass today. You can keep the points. Trojans win the game. I'm on the other side here. I think Washington wins this game by at least 10. I think the offense comes to play and the defense does just enough, and we see a checked out USC team. All right, guys, last game I have for you. Number 14, LSU on the road versus number 8, Alabama. Bama's minus three. What do you guys think? This is the game of the day. Yes. And I don't care what LSU's defense did against Army or Auburn. Now you got to face a team that can actually play offense, even though they can't really throw it. 
they can run the hell out of the ball, and LSU can't stop it. I think Brian Denny at night, Tuscaloosa, this weird, freaky Saban blood oath season where they just win despite being bad. I'm laying the three with the Crimson Tide. I don't know if Alabama can keep up in this game. I think the LSU offense is something that Bama is not seeing all year long. They got a little taste of it against Ole Miss and shut it down, but this is a way better offense with the LSU that's playing its best football right now. I'm taking the Tigers, and you can keep the points. One of us is going to have a good week. One of One us is going to have, have a really train bad wreck. week. Yeah. We are oppos so much. Let me see how many oppo, how many of the same picks we have. We've got one, two, three. We only have three of the same side. We picked ten here. games. We're we on the same side. And three one of them's them. a total. <laughs> One of us is going to have an outstanding week. One of us is going to get There's no murdered. split in the middle here. All right. Hopefully, we can put all that aside when we put together our parlay that's coming up next here on Chicago's College Tailgate. Chicago's College Tailgate returns in a flash on ESPN Chicago. Now back to the show. Sh- sh- show. Chicago's College Tailgate has it all with Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. <laughs> Thank you to Justin Pottinger for producing today's show. It's time to craft our Chicago's College Tailgate official parlay. We're over on the year. We've come close. But as we know, all it takes, Shay, is one. Just need more. We just need one. And it erases a season of losses. Once one goes through. Sometimes you just got to see the ball go through yeah, the net. And then we'll just hit a bunch. The rest of the year, we're just going to get hit hot. Them. Don't let us get hot. All right. What do you like? What, where are you going? I'm going to go to the Pac-12 After Dark session. I All don't right. know what channel this is on. This might be unwatchable. It might be Pac-12 Network. I'm taking Oregon State on the road in Boulder going up against Colorado. Oregon State, a 13-point favorite. I'm laying the points because what does Colorado not do? They don't stop the run. What does Oregon State do? They run the hell out of the ball with a really good physical offensive line. What else does Colorado not do? Protect Shadour Sanders. Mm -hmm. What does Oregon State do? Get after the quarterback as well as anybody with a really physical defensive line. And I think Shadour Sanders is compromised. He's been hit a million times this season. They backdoor to cover at UCLA last week. I don't think they have any such luck tonight. I'm taking Oregon State laying the 13. You smell that? I think I I just sniffed a defensive touchdown in that game. I thought you said I was cooking. No, 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 no. (laughs) I felt like I I was cooking. I think you got a defensive touchdown in that game. That would be great. The fight in Charlie Bevins. All right. Going on the road to Boulder, laying the 13. That's my pick. I don't acknowledge Charlie Bevins' uh, Oregon State fandom. Why? He's too too flip-floppy for me. He flips and he flops on his Oregon State and in Oregon. I think it's garbage that he's a fan of both teams. Yes. You can't do that. Uh, yeah, you, you lost your, your Beaver card, pal. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> unfortunate for his love life. <laughs> All right, for my pick, I am going to go to a game in the early window here. Mississippi, Ole Miss, minus two and a half against Texas A&M. I will roll <clears throat> with uh, Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart today. So give me Ole Miss, minus two and a half in the 11 a.m. window. Let's go. Pottinger. All right. For me, it's going to be Florida State minus 21 and a half. Yes, that half. Uh, guys, we're taking the cheese. We're taking the cheese. Pittsburgh is got awful. Florida State has become my favorite team in the nation besides Kansas. So Florida State, man, they might blow them out by 40 today. Oh, I, all right. I'll tell you, this Florida, for points. this Florida State team is rounding a corner, man. 
We talked about nobody wants to talk about them, but they just look really good right now. Yeah, they, they're out for a little blood. They definitely feel slighted by the the four point. Or you know the, who's going to feel ranking. slighted? I didn't mention this when we did the picks. Georgia being ranked number two is the yeah. reason Mizzou's going to get. I almost swore f and blasted today. Kirby's going to ha- they disrespected us. Mm-hmm. Mizzou's in for a death. That sentence. that scares me a little bit. It does. But I think, like, if you're Georgia, you, you've seen what the results are this year. The, the, the Kentucky game, like, they've gotten up for a couple of the big games, and that's about it. They're getting up for this one. Yeah, they have to. They have to. All right, that is going to do it for us here on Chicago's College Tailgates. Don't forget, we have the CCT recap podcast for you in your feeds every single Monday or Tuesday, depending on the day. Um, That's going to be in your feeds this week, so be on the lookout for that. We recap every single game from, or every single big game, every single big story from the weekend. So be sure to subscribe to that so you get that in your feed first thing every single week. And don't forget, uh, we will be back next week with you at 9 to 11 a.m. right here on ESPN 1000. Peggy and Dion coming up next, Chicago's College Tailgate, presented by Twin Peaks. Chicago's College Tailgate returns in a flash on ESPN Chicago.